Welcome to Real Life Keto Radio. I'm Bridget. And I'm Rebecca. And And we're we're the Keto Keto Sisters. Sisters. And we're on a mission to help women find a way of eating that fits into their real life, but still helps them move toward better health. Yes. So listen every Monday at 1130 Eastern on WLXU 93.9 FM in Lexington or streaming worldwide on RadioLex.us. So laugh and learn your way to fun keto serious results with Real Life Keto Radio featuring the Keto Sisters. All right, welcome back to another episode of Real Life Keto Radio. Today is one of our favorite days because we are doing Q&A. We love when you all send in the questions that we can answer because this is really the heart of what we do is helping to guide people. So we want to know where people are struggling, what questions we can answer to help you reach your goals and get to the next level. All right, so I'll jump right in. This week we're going to talk about high fat because that is the main thing that makes the keto diet really different than any other low-carb traditional diet that maybe you have tried in the past. So we do get a lot of questions about that. Um, All right. I rarely meet my fat goals, but do stay under 20 net carbs. How important is it to get in the extra fat? Okay. Now we've talked about this before. If you're just starting out, the main thing is to really get your carbs down. That's our first step. Always want to reduce the number of carbs in your diet. You have to do that first and foremost. Then you can start focusing on the hallmark of the keto diet, which is increasing healthy fats. When you do that, a lot of great things are going to happen, right? Like you're going to feel full longer, so you're not going to be hungry. You're not going to miss those carbs as much. Mm-hmm. Fat also tastes really good, um, so it's very flavorful. So it's good for all of those who've been missing it for so long. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we talked a couple of episodes ago about how I really missed out on bacon mm-hmm. for so many years. Um, think of all the lost years with the bacon. The lost bacon years. <laughs> I think that when we were be... eating bananas and oatmeal. Oh, mm. Yeah, which would you rather have? Anyway, um, so some people really start to get caught up in the actual numbers or the macros, and they're concerned about keeping it in balance, which is good. But if you're listening and you're not there yet, like, don't let that dissuade you from pursuing this lifestyle, because just by reducing your carbs and starting to incorporate more healthy fats, you'll get a lot of benefits. Mm -hmm. Um, So, like, what we like to consider is fat being a lever. And so that means that you can kind of adjust it depending on how you're feeling any day. Maybe if you're like really busy one day and you feel really hungry, then maybe you need to add a little bit more fat to keep you feeling full, keep you really fueled for your day. Mm-hmm. But maybe on other days you don't really feel hungry and maybe you don't hit that fat gram um, goal that you're, you've set for yourself. And that's okay. Um, and it, it could be a little bit hard because a lot of us aren't really used to being in tune with our body. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of us eat certain times out of habit or out of emotion. Yeah, that's what I was going to say, is think in the past, whenever you had like that, you were stressed or you had um, any bit of hunger, right away you probably reached for a carb because you knew that that would give you like the instant satisfaction, Um, where now thinking more in terms of keto, you add in the healthy fats and then it does, it's going to like satiate you so much longer, Um, but it's a similar kind of thing, but your fat is a lever that you can raise up and down based on what you're feeling. Yeah, but it is important to to kind of check in with yourself and not just eat. Cause I've had people that maybe start drinking ketones and they get appetite and carb craving control, but then they still want their afternoon snack from the vending machine because it's their habit mm-hmm. or they still want to eat breakfast at eight 30 because they always eat breakfast at eight 30. Right. So just know that this is going to be a huge shift from what you have traditionally done. But when it feels weird, ask yourself, Hey, what I was doing before, was that actually working out that well for me? If the answer is no, which it probably is, then you do want to make these shifts, even though they're counterintuitive a lot of times. But just look around. I'm sure that, like me, once you start searching for keto on your social media, 
or you know, in websites and things, you're gonna start seeing a lot of before and afters and results that people get. In our groups that we have online, you know, people, you're gonna be see a lot of results. So we know that keto works. So just push past like the mental barrier that you might feel at the beginning. Um, okay, so, oh, so ketones help to suppress the appetite, which leads to eating less because you aren't as hungry. What if you don't meet all of your fat requirements because you don't wanna eat? Yeah. Kinda already talked about that. Yeah. That's like we're saying, listen to your body. Now, you don't want to go for days and days and days and be in a huge caloric deficit. I mean, that's not healthy. We want you to eat real food. Mm -hmm. um, but just learning to listen to your body and let there be an ebb and flow. There are some days, like, I go back to being a mom all the time. That's my experience. Like, there were times when my kids were growing, I could not keep enough food in mm -hmm. them, you know? And then other days, they didn't want to eat at all. And I remember being worried calling the pediatrician, oh, my daughter's not eating. And they're like, well, has it been a few days? Oh, it's just today. She's fine. Uh -huh. You know, that's normal. It's normal for humans to kind of have an ebb and flow. And I think sometimes as adults, we, we forget that. Yeah. And which is why we go back to real life keto. You are going to experience things like this is your real life. Hopefully you're, you realize that this is what you should be doing for the rest of your life. And so it's just know that there's going to be a lot of ups and downs, different things that you try until you really do find your real life keto fit. All right, the next question is about Mary Newport. So we've talked in the past episodes about Mary Newport and what she discovered as far as brain health with coconut oil and her husband. If you do not know that story, please look up Dr. Mary Newport and what she discovered um, with dementia and Alzheimer's. It's really powerful. Um, but they asked, is there an amount of coconut oil that Mary used for her husband? Does heating it for cooking change the benefits? I don't remember exactly how she started out. I know she started out with small amounts and gradually increased it. And you can look, um, she's done a TED talk. You can just look online. There are multiple recordings of her giving speeches. She has multiple books out where she recounts exactly what she did with her husband. Mm -hmm. And the really cool thing about what she does is she, she will show um, the drawings that she did. If you have ever had a loved one go through any testing for Alzheimer and dementia, they have them draw a clock mm -hmm. and she shows her husband's clock drawing before and after she started supplementing with coconut oil and MCT oil. It, it will blow your mind. Uh -huh. it, it is so powerful. I think I have that those screenshots actually saved in my phone because I show them to people so often because the story is just unbelievably powerful. Um, so, you know, definitely start small when adding coconut oil in because you will have some GI distress, especially if you're not used to healthy fats. Um, so start small, maybe like a half teaspoon, work your way up. I mean, I'm thinking about, you know, for me, a tablespoon of coconut oil is pretty normal that I can now do in a day. Um, you know, I'll even just put that in my tea or in my smoothie. Um, so that's kind of what you might think about working your way toward, but even you can go higher than that, you know, a couple of tablespoons. I remember he, when we heard Dr. Mary Newport speak one time, an interesting thing that she said with her husband, at first she did not change anything like with his diet or anything except for adding in the healthy fat. And so she was adding it, I think, into his oatmeal, oatmeal. actually. Mm -hmm. um, and she said that without her, you know, of course, telling him anything, just from her adding in that healthy fat, he started naturally gravitating away from the carbs because he was being fueled properly with the higher fats. So he just naturally started going more low carb, which of course then accelerated his results even more. Yeah, and there are lots of ways, like you can get this in. Like Bridget said, you could put it in your smoothie or your drink. You can drizzle it um, on your salad as a salad dressing. You can scramble your eggs in mm -hmm. it. You can saute some vegetables in it. So um, there are lots of ways to incorporate it. 
I myself, I prefer the refined coconut oil because it doesn't have that coconut flavor. It's so odd to me because I love coconut, but I don't like the flavor of coconut and coconut oil. And I literally just take a spoonful of it and eat it just because I'm in a hurry. I want to get that in my body mm -hmm. and it's just real convenient. All right, next question. I put erythritol in my fat bomb coffee. Okay. Is that okay to do? <laughs> now remember, we're all about real life keto and like what works for you. So if you're tracking your macros, that's something that you'll have to account for in your calories and all of that. But erythritol is a sugar alcohol. It doesn't generally cause the insulin response that most sweeteners do. So it's a very keto friendly sweetener. As a sugar alcohol, some people have a little bit more GI sensitivity to that. So that might be something that you have to kind of play around with and see if it works for you. But yeah, it's a, it's a great keto sweetener. Okay, speaking of GI issues, I am having serious GI issues with <laughs> eating all the fat that I need to. So again, think about this as like a long-term lifestyle. And yes, if you are coming from a standard American diet, it is gonna be a transition. I remember when I first started, I tend toward GI issues anyway, and I do remember having them. But I, I thought like, this is just kind of a necessary evil as I transition. And it was worth it because my body was feeling so good. My energy was so good. I was starting to feel the mental clarity feeling the appetite control. And so I knew that was just kind of like a um, kind of a minor inconvenience that I was going to have to deal with for a little bit while my body adjusted. So just view it like that. Yes, it is a huge transition for your body. You know, keto flu is a real thing that people experience. I would just say slow it down a little bit. Don't go all in, experience GI distress and say, oh, the keto diet didn't work for me. Instead, take it slowly, back up some on your fat that you're adding in, Take it more slowly so that you can sustain this longer. Yeah, and sometimes if you just eat a little bit of protein with the fat, that helps your body not like try to digest it all at once. So maybe you won't have as many bathroom issues. Okay. I like the idea of a fat coffee, but I don't drink coffee. Is there a liquid alternative for a fat drink in the morning? Um, I do drink herbal tea. Okay, I'll answer that because I'm actually not a coffee drinker either. Um, so I do, I put um, coconut oil and a little bit of sweetener in my tea. Um, same exact thing. And it's gonna look kind of weird at first. You know, I don't do a lot of butter. So I do the coconut oil instead because I'm um, sensitive like to, to dairy. dairy. Mm -hmm. um, but the coconut oil, it's kind of weird to just see like a little film on top. It doesn't look super appetizing, <laughs> but it works. I get my fats in, I feel full. Um, especially at night, you know, because I do longer on intermittent fasting. So at night, if at 10 or 11 o'clock at night, I'm starting to feel hungry and want to break my fast, you know, that's a, a transition. I used to always be a nighttime snack snacker. Um, but now it's very rare for me to eat after dinner. Um, it's kind of like special occasions and things like that. Um, but I can just take some hot tea and add in the coconut oil and it really does help keep me full and extend my fast through till lunch or so the next day. Yeah. All right, can I get into ketosis if I'm doing a bullet coffee fast for two days? You can. <laughs> I mean, th th there's nothing that's guaranteed for any of us because all of us are so different. Just our bodies are made up differently. Our metabolism's different. What you eat or don't eat and how active you are, all of those things can be factored. Even things like how much sleep you've gotten, what kind of quality sleep, what kind of stress levels you're under. But when I do extended fast, I will often do a fat coffee during that and my ketone levels are higher than if I just fast with pure water. And something else you might want to consider if you're doing a fat coffee or a fat tea in the morning is to buy a little device called a frother. They're battery powered. They're not very expensive. You can search online and get them, but you just put it in there and it just 
it whips it really like up nicely and nice it keeps and frothy yes frothy <laughs> and it can kind of keep that oily residue mm -hmm. <laughs> from kind of collecting on the top which doesn't look so appetizing so that might be something that you want to look into. Yeah, in fact, I love those so much. I've actually worn out three, and I had a girls' night a couple a couple months ago where we all brought our favorite thing that cost twenty dollars or less, and like did like a little gift exchange just for fun. And the frother was what I brought. And at first, the girls were like, "Oh, a frother!" And then I was like, "Let me show you what this thing does." I showed them, and don't you know, every girl there wound up buying one, not just the one who got it for their exchange gift. <laughs> they all wound up buying one, and then we, like, send pictures. of like, hey, I'm frothing, you know, whatever. And they're not even, most of them aren't even keto. But So that's an awesome investment to make. Um, definitely recommend that. 